Sat Nam. I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I travel the world, loving to meet an ever-growing global community. We are appreciative of your vital role on this planet, for it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusingh.com. Bless you. This Saturday is summer solstice here, uh, workshop here at Yoga West. In the afternoon I'll be teaching it and we'll be really convening everything that we have been studying since the 1st of January into some meditations and some personal practices that we can use going forward through the year the year of mastery. We have distortion in our sensory system at all times. And this distortion will govern our feelings and our feelings will gather our thoughts and our thoughts will be believed as truth and then we'll base our life on that truth and it's really the differentiation between what is presence what is your preference and what is the difference between the two? What is presence? What is your preference? And what is the difference between the two? And most human beings live in the difference. Focus on their preference and pay less and less attention to the presence which means that they're not in the present moment because that's where presence exists. They're in some future moment that's reminded of some past moment which is amalgamated this preference. When you're in this, you're very much like you know, the child before Christmas, the child the night before Christmas. And what you use is you use a variety of things to try to calm down your nervous system. And when I'm speaking of you, I'm speaking of you as human beings. Not just you, but human beings, humanity. So there's any number of things that can calm down the nervous system, but most of them have to do with consumption, consumption of something. You know, I often find myself in a situation where maybe I'm in a grocery store or I'm in a, some kind of a setting and 
I always think, golly, what was this like 100,000 years ago? When we had the botanical sense and every one of us is, was locked in on source food rather than comfort food, right? Really source diet rather than comfort diet. And now we are, you know, so separated from that source diet that our tongue is the major governing factor in what we choose to eat. Yogi Bhajan used to say, for two inches of tongue, we disrupt six feet of body, or five feet of body, whatever it is, you know. But this little tiny creature that sits in between your teeth has a lot to say. <laughs> Pun intended. And the interesting dynamic, anatomical dynamic is that the tongue, even in thinking words, not just in spoken words, but in thinking words, the tongue resonates, the inner ear resonates, the upper palate resonates, and this thinking that is being caused by feeling, that is being caused by all of these references of preference and difference and unfulfillment and unattainable, and it is all amplifying the tension, pressure, stress, and friction, which is what forms matter in the first place. But it's being amplified to such a degree that it's almost as if soul body is finding it difficult to exist within matter. And that's why in those circumstances there's a lot of life destruction, a lot of war, a lot of disease, a lot of destruction of environments that could actually support life. So everything around life starts to break down when this source of the whole issue, which is this acceleration of the tension, and it's actually being caused in the collective consciousness, in the collective psyche of humanity. And everything else on the planet is a, is a wee bit freaked out. As human beings plunder, just really, really plunder. There's nothing on this planet that is causing any problem except humans. And yet we still claim we are the highest life form. How could the highest life form be causing all the issues? It isn't possible. That means that we're not the highest life form. We're not the most in-tuned life form. We just have convinced ourselves we're like the little child that has convinced themselves that they're a fireman because they put on a red hat and turn it backwards. And they're making whirring sounds. And they have convinced themselves. I remember as a small child, we had a 1948 Pontiac. 
Well, it was only 1950, so. <laughs> I mean, it might sound like an ancient car now, but it was damn near brand new at that time. And it was a, had a radio. And in those days, you had a single speaker. And it was right in front of the passenger, and it was round, just like the steering wheel. And of course, there was no seat belts. I mean, cars weren't dangerous in those days. <laughs> you didn't need a seat belt. And so I would stand between my mother's legs, because I was just tall enough to stand in the front seat of the 48 Pontiac. And I had my hands on the, on the, on the little chrome rim of the speaker, and I was watching my dad, and I was convinced that if I stopped doing that, we wouldn't get to where we wanted to go. <laughs> I was like four years old, three years old. What is I? Four years old. Now, you couldn't tell me that that wasn't important. Planet Earth is a one-room schoolhouse. We have people of all different evolutionary ages. And it's our task as the mastery of this one-room schoolhouse to, al to allow the world to be that child, but then guide that child through the world. We can't turn to that child who is convinced that they're doing something meaningful and say, hey, you're being an idiot. We can't turn to the resident of the United States. The resident, you heard it right, the resident of the United States. And all of those who are hanging with that residency. We can't turn to those children and say, hey, you're being an idiot. Crumbs all over your face, you will swear that you did not take the cookie. Why? Because inside you feel that there's more danger in admitting it than being troubled by a, a lie. <coughs> Children lie. Children learn to tell the truth. Lying is a method of surviving. They lie, their lawyers lie, their lawyers' lawyers lie, their lawyers' 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 lawyers lie. They stack them. And that is exactly what the ancient yogic scriptures said. The Kali Yuga, truth in the Kali Yuga is what you convince someone of. Truth in the Kali Yuga has nothing to do with the facts. Truth in the Kali Yuga is what you convince someone of. Now that is a dangerous place to live. And that is the reason you were sent here. You were sent here to mitigate the danger. And those that are of the highest frequency, highest sensitivity, actually are the most 
confused and confounded by this. Because if you're just a child, it's just a mess, and so are you. So you're complementary messes. You shit your pants, and it's no big deal. It's what you're supposed to do. But at your age, it's a big deal. And you realize they're all shitting their pants. And you're the adult in the room, you got a lot to clean up. And if you don't clean it up, you're not doing your job. You're not doing your evolutionary job. You're not doing your cosmological job. Don't stand around and go, oh my God, can you believe it? Believe it. <laughs> Just get over it. Just believe it and get over it. And then you go, okay, they all shit their pants, now I got a job to do. That's our task. Our task, Yogi Bhajan once said, never be amazed. If it's something that's glorious, don't say, wow, it's amazing. No, it's not. It's expected. And if it's something inglorious, don't be amazed, just... Got it. We'll, we'll fix it. You are the group that is sent here to fix the problem. You volunteered, kind of. And the way you volunteered is you advanced yourself through your evolution. You, become, you became so masterful. Now is not the time to, and I use this word very specifically, now is not the time to shirk. Interesting word. Shirk your responsibilities. Shirk? What is it? Okay, in German it would mean that you, that you purposefully ignored. That you, just, that you just blew it off. You said, nah, forget it, I won't do it. Yeah. What is it in German, maybe? It's got to be at least four syllables, I'm sure. <laughs> like completely irresponsible. Fantastic. <laughs> Let's have a German discussion here and, and solve this issue. Okay. What was it you said? Ah. Ah. Nothing matters to you. Yeah. I'm sure there's a good word in Yiddish. They have a good word for everything. So here we are, and our task is to not be subject to the same issue where we overemphasize our preference, we ignore our presence, and we live in the disturbed difference. 
And in that disturbed difference, we literally accelerate all of the tension, pressure, stress, and friction. And the result of that is what's known as anxiety. You live in a state of anxiety. So we have this opportunity to take our physical body, which is measurable. We can't measure our feelings. You can't measure feelings. You can't measure thoughts. We take our, fee, our, our physical body and we say, look at if I can get a, if I can get a balance between my intention and my motivation, then I will know that I can actually act upon my intention, my left eye, because I am motivated. Now I've got to pass it through my concept, which means that I've got to pass it through my belief system. And I engage inspiration, hope, and faith instead of desperation, hopelessness, and the lack of faith. And my faith is in infinity, which is the C1, the atlas vertebra, this one, this is my faith. And my trust is in identity, which is C2, the axis vertebra, that allows me to go this way. So my trust is literally in my, my trust is in what I'm not, and my faith is what I am. Now if I accept everything as mine, if I accept responsibility for everything, then I am filled with trust. If I accept responsibility for nothing, I trust no one. And my neck will literally get locked. I'll, I'll, have this kind of a, I'll have this kind of a look. You see these people all around today. They're like this, right? They're like this, right? And, if they, and this, without flexibility in the axis vertebra, this is very two-dimensional. It's all about right. Because you don't have that movement of identity, it's all about right, wrong, good, bad, yes, no. And there's a complete separation from the results of your action. So these people, I was going to say perpetrators, but that's too violent a term. These, these people who are going to destroy the planet if not mitigated are toddlers with guns. Are toddlers with guns responsibility for the actions of those guns? No. Their parents are. You are the parents. Yogi Bhajan said, parents are those who are parents. <laughs> you are the ones that need to pay the rent. Because we don't own anything. We don't own anything on this planet. We rent everything. We even rent our body. So if you have, if you have that ability, you are the pay rent. You are the pay rent. Don't stand around wasting your prana, your life force, thinking, oh my God, can you believe or even disbelieving. Get into it. Say, yes. It looks bad. It's actually worse. 
Because I don't see all that is. How many people came here in a blue car? Does it matter? We're still discussing paint jobs on our vehicle and thinking that it matters. We're still discussing national origin and thinking there is such a thing. It's a fiction. It's a fiction that's been going on for a few hundred years, so there's a collective attitude toward it, a momentum behind it, but it is meaningless. I mean, you've been a man so many times. You've been a woman so many times. It doesn't matter anymore. We're in the 21st century from 2100 years ago. We're in the gazillionth century from real time. It doesn't matter anymore. What matters is, do you show up? That's all that matters. Are you committed? That's all that matters. Are you fully filling your destiny? That's what matters. All the other conversation doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what somebody does. It doesn't matter if it's unfair. It doesn't matter if it's unjust. You're going to waste some of your prana going through an issue about something else? <laughs> Some people, I love Krishna Das. He and I are good buddies. We always try to play together whenever we end up someplace together. And we're both scheduled to, to be at the same place on the same weekend, and they only have one concert stage. But they forgot to tell me that I wasn't going to play. And I thought, really? You forgot to tell me? Our daughter got wind of that, and she's, you know, half my age. And she said to me, she said, so, what's the main feeling you're feeling? It's my daughter. <laughs> Same girl at 11 years old, I was talking to her, and 10 minutes into my speech, I thought we were having a conversation. She said it was a monologue. She goes, time out, Papa, time out. I'm listening to every word you say. I've heard them all. What's your point? <laughs> so anyway, she says, she said, so it matters? And I thought, wow, that's a better way of looking at it. So I sent off a message to Krishna Das. Congratulations, you won. <laughs> he sends a message back. What? <laughs> there was a competition? <laughs> we make shit up. <laughs> and then we feel what we feel about what we make up. Well, if that's the case, make up good stuff. 
Make it really, really enchanting. Make it really, really compassionate, compelling, connecting. And in that way, you can be buoyant, you can have levity, you can bring all kinds of inspiration and hope to humanity. You'll stand up really straight. Dire situations have just as much opportunity as good situations. It's just that the direness is so compelling that everybody's focused on it. But if you were to realize in that moment of direness that it's an infinite moment, has to be, Every moment of a if, if every moment of an infinite total has to be infinite. It's a holographic system, and therefore, okay, it's really dire. But where is where is the goodness in it? Let me find some of the goodness. You see, I got to balance this out. That's our job. That's our job. We're the little boy that gets stuck in a stable full of horse manure. And we got to dig through that shit and find the pony. <laughs> That's our job. That's our job. And that doesn't mean that we put our head in the sand and ignore that which is happening. We don't let it dominate our outlook. We maintain it in memory. We don't let it dominate our outlook. What should dominate our outlook is where is the solution? Because no matter how much complaining we do, the solution is still needed. And there is a big, big solution coming. Because there is a big, big problem here now. When you have what appears to be grown-ups, you remember what Yogi Bhajan said. Everyone gets old. Very few grow up. Because what we have in this world today are what appear to be grown-ups that are just old. They're still a child. They will lie with impunity. And we just have to accept that. They're going to lie. We need to take care of everything. The best scene of any movie to describe this is that scene when the boats come in after Lord of the Flies has torn the island to bits. There's been deaths, there's been bullying, there's been hierarchies, and the ships come in and the True adults land on the beach. And what happens to all those kids who are the biggest bullies and the biggest maniacs in the whole island the whole time? They just start crying because suddenly they feel safe. That's all these people out here are doing. They fill the governments of the world. They fill the corporations of the world. They just feel completely unsafe. Your task is to get to your center point where there's nothing but certainty. And at that center point, 
You just are a guiding light. Your example. Don't you have people that come up to you and say, wow, how are you so calm? Don't you have people that come up to you and say, wow, it just feels good to stand by you. Don't you have that in your life where people just come up to you and you don't even think you're doing anything. And yet, compared to their world, your world is heaven. Take on that task. Take on that task. Allow yourself to become your destiny because you were born here. You wouldn't be in this room. You would not even find this building. There's people that say, I drove by and all of a sudden the sign just jumped out at me. You would not get to this room if you were not that master if you were not that prophet, if you were not that Messiah, because this is not the time for a single great leader. This is the time for leadership. Single great leaders and, you know, all this blah, blah, blah. Old school. We are all the same. We are all equal now. Okay? We got it? We got it? it. Take hold of your knees. Let's just have a string. uh, Let's just have an ensemble. There's no strings in your instrument, so we can't have a a string trio, but just do some ensemble music. Uh, Do that famous one called Sufi Grind. All classes can be found now on gurusing.teachable.com. There's going to be long-form classes available there, 30-minute long yoga classes with Kriya. There's also what is called a Kundalini Recharge. It's a brief lecture about something like depression or gratitude or achievement or partnering or success and it'll be a lecture with a pranayama breathing exercise and a single asana that you can just jump into during the day and then it'll round out with an affirmation or meditation and these will be like 11 minutes and then there are also going to be audio files which are guided 11 minute meditations which you can listen to and that's all within gurusing.com Thank you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more.